0: I remember when they told me There was nothing for me No hopes to keep on dreaming And I was way past 30 I sat in my room And I began to cry Then caught myself again Said I would upgrade my life I'm gonna upgrade my life I'm gonna upgrade my life Could never do it without my tribe. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Welcome to the Dr. D Inspire Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Dr. Alana Grassa, president of Turning on the Lights Global Institute, And welcome to this podcast. Look, we have so much in store for you this season as we think about the rest of 2023 that I want you truly to have an unrecognizable year. And as you know, we've been talking about all of the things that you can do to have an unrecognizable year. Some of them pertain to stepping into your new next. Some of them pertain to doing things that surprise yourself. Some of them pertain to letting go of what didn't work and making room for new opportunities. And, you know, for me personally, this season has been eye-opening, rewarding, scary at times. Um, But you know what? I have just made that decision to take one little step at a time. Yes, when January 1 hit, I was like, what can I do to completely surprise myself? What are some of the things that I would completely change? And one of them was, Figuring out how can I integrate more joy in my routine and also in my business? Because as you know, if you've done anything for a certain period of time, it's easy to get bored, it's easy to feel tired, and it's easy to become robotic. So one of the things I said to myself was, you know what, I'm going to do things that I actually love and like. And one of those things that I love and like is teaching Zumba. Now, you could not have told me this time last year I would be doing this, but it completely brought joy. It's something that's so um, connected to me when it comes to movement and finding ways to be agile. So I encourage you to tap into this podcast, especially if you're in transition and you are ready for your next. Today's topic is all thinking about how really when you want transformation, you have to get comfortable with the messy. You have to get ready to know that it's not going to be a smooth path towards your new next. And I want you to have this phrase in mind, I am under construction. Today, we're going to have a special guest stop in and visit us. So let's deep dive in that conversation now. Back in the day, in the early 2000s, I was attending a wonderful church here in Boston, and there was a um, some type of guided study that we would go through after church. And so I remember meeting this woman and kind of having a little attitude, too, when I met her, because I was trying to answer a lot of questions that I had going on. I was trying to find my way. I was both working in professional our uh, life as an educator at that time, and also just trying to figure out well, what is this life? What does it mean, me being this woman going through my own journey? And so she was gracious enough in that conversation at that event to say, Hey, give me a phone call. And, you know, I know you guys. You're like, when you're ready for change and someone puts their hand out, you're like, am I going to take that hand or am I going to kind of observe what they're trying to do as they try to guide me? Well, you know, needless to say, we've had many laughters, uh, laughable moments when we think about how I was back in the day. But when I think about today, I think what an, a great example of leadership this woman has been for me and for so many others. What an example of patience, because she could have said, this young lady is, she. What's, what's going on with her? She could have said, girl, bye. But she saw something, she was patient, and she always gave me her heart. And you know, this year is all about helping you to develop heart-centered businesses and initiatives. Now, some of you are entrepreneurs, so you are entrepreneurs in the workplace. So this is also for you. And those of you who love faith-based initiatives, We've got a great event to invite you to at the end of this, so you don't want to miss out. But let me read this bio. So today, I can't wait to present to you Swan Capri. She is the president of Hope and Healing, a health and wellness company she founded to address health, healing, and wholeness as a necessary lifestyle choice. She has over 30 years of professional experience as a licensed social worker. So y'all, she is not new to this game. And she has been in the field serving the community in various settings for over 25 years. Not only that, but she has a plethora of initiatives that she's also been a part of, senior leadership positions, being on boards, um, you know, both in the workplace, also in faith-based institutions. So this is someone that I am super excited to introduce to you all. Swan Capri, can you turn on your video and say hello to everybody?
1: Hello. Thank you. (laughs)
0: You're welcome. So how do you feel this morning? Why don't you just introduce yourself to everybody here listening?
1: Well, thank you so much for this honor and this privilege and this time uh, and having me on your podcast. So I'm Swan Caprice and I am the president and CEO of Hope and Healing LLC, a business I just started this year. Um, as you mentioned, in my I know I'm so excited. Um, as you mentioned, um, I've been in the social work field for many, many years, and I've been in the workforce for over 30 years. So you, and- you know, I was thinking
0: over the years about. Well, actually, I was thinking a couple of days ago about how we've just come out of the pandemic, and so many things happened in the pandemic. People lost their jobs. People transitioned. People were like, some people, if they worked from home, they were like, mom all day long, they never got a break. Um, Some people went through divorce. I mean, so many things happened. Why don't you talk to us about like, how did that shift for you? Like coming out of the pandemic and who you are today, like what changed in your life?
1: So a couple of things. So like everybody else, I went through transition and the pandemic. I was home for three years and you know, that was a tough time for people. And I think we saw a lot of domestic violence, more in the news. And even coming out of the pandemic, people were just nasty, right? On the plane, they were fighting and beating up the uh, flight attendants and whatnot. And we just saw this surge of just pent up anger. And so I think what happened was, you know, when the whole world went on lockdown, we didn't have access to being outside and we didn't have access to resources other than being online. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, I was all Zoomed out. Like I was just like, really (laughs) be on another Zoom. And so I think now that post-COVID, people are coming out of that. But what I one of the reasons why I started my business, Hope and Healing, is because a lot of pain came to the surface, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're busy and you're on the go, you can kind of like sweep things under the rug because you're kind of like, I don't have time to deal with that right now. I'm just, you know, trying to build my career. I'm trying to, you know, do what I need to do. But there's lots of things going on in people's lives that the pandemic brought to the forefront. And post-pandemic, now there's this trending, you know, about, you know, mental health and, you know, mental health is health, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm a social worker. I'm glad that it's getting the attention that it's getting. But what I really hope people take the time to do is to do a self-reflection and assess where they are in their lives and be like, you know what, if I need some help and I need to really address some of the pains that I've gone through in life. Let me reach out to a professional. Let me get some coaching. Let me get some counseling. Let me get some pastoral care if you're, you know, a person of faith, and really get your life back on track so that whatever hurts and pains you experienced in life isn't a defining moment. Yeah, well, I happen. want to. I want to pause because this is really good because you mentioned like if someone is
0: going through something to get the help that they need. But what I've learned sometimes is that, and I would love for you to expand on this. Um, so you know, there's. You know, when people are going through tough times, of course, they go to their faith communities. But sometimes people can say, well, I already went to church today or wherever they go. Um, I don't need I don't need any help, you know, and so they might self-medicate because they don't want people in their communities to think, oh, I need help. So actually, there is a fear of looking like you need help. And I guess my question to you is, what, what do you suggest for someone who? Clearly needs help. Maybe they're doing all the things, like they're going to their church communities or they're going to their faith-based places, and but really they don't really feel like they have an authentic place to be. Uh, What do you say to them? And they're already fearful of being judged. Or so, what do you say?
1: Well, it starts the the journey starts with us, right? So sometimes we're in denial, right? We're in denial around the fact that we do need some help and we do need professional help and while some pastoral care is great not all the time are pastors equipped or trained to do the kind of deep counseling and sometimes people have undiagnosed mental health issues mm. they might need professional care and so i think if there's family and friends around you that can speak honestly and authentically into your life and you will listen right um because you know one of the things i learned years and years ago from bishop is that we need to be accountable to people. And I think that was one of the things that, you know, worked in our relationship is you allowed yourself to be accountable to me, you know, in a season Mm -hmm. where you you didn't always agree, but you would listen to what I had to say. Wait, y'all, it's true. I was
0: actually in a place where I said, okay, let me be quiet and let me listen. Cause I just want you guys to hear this. I have to interject here, Swan, because I've noticed sometimes, even when people come to me and they'll and they'll go off and do what they're doing, and they somehow have a fear of saying, "No, I was actually under coaching with Dr. Alana, and she helped me to do X." And I think that there's nothing wrong with saying, "I
1: needed help. I needed support." So thank you so much
0: for sharing that. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think we all have to get rid of the stigma that asking for help is weakness. It's actually a strength. So when you get to the point where you recognize that you need help, don't beat yourself up and act like, you know, oh, I'm weak, because actually that's pride, right? Pride says I can do it on my own. And honestly, in in the United States, we promote an independent culture. You know, this means I don't need anybody. But in fact, nobody has gotten to where they are by themselves. Somebody gave them a job, somebody gave them a break, somebody gave them a promotion, Somebody gave them an internship, you know what I mean. So we didn't get here in a vacuum. And then you know people use this term, "I'm self-made." No, you're not. Somebody, even if you started a business, somebody gave you business. Mm. Ooh, you can say that again. That's right. Somebody, somebody took a chance on you.
0: Somebody took a chance. Well, I also <laughs> well alluding to what you're saying is interesting because you know Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey put out that wonderful documentary. Um, and Michelle Obama was talking about transitioning and she was saying that she knew when she was going to the White House with President Obama that there were some people that couldn't come with her. Mm. <laughs> some other people I, in her circle, Yes. Yeah. And I it thought, so ooh, funny. I was like, ooh, that's a whole conversation because yeah. I think that sometimes people also don't like to talk about how. Sometimes when you're getting ready to go to your next, it's not so much that you are saying goodbye to everybody, but you realize that you're in such a delicate space of growth that you, you really have to be so mindful about the experiences that you decide to be a part of or who you want to be in relationship with. Can you talk about how, you know, in your own life, how you may have had to make some of those shifts, like, okay, well, I gotta, I want to go here. I gotta let this go or whatever it is. Can you share a little bit of your own story of courage?
1: Absolutely. So, um, a couple of things. So I this isn't my first time starting a business. I started a business back in 2011. Um, and it was a consulting business. And I actually had a client in New York that I wrote a federal grant for, $500,000, won the grant for them, all of that. And so it was successful. But I really wasn't ready to take on the responsibility of being a business owner. Number one, I didn't have a passion for grant writing, even though I'm talented at it. It's mm-hmm. not something I'm passionate about. And I didn't have a focus and I ended up and then I told my family and friends what I was doing. And I really didn't get a lot of support because, you know, my family has always worked for other people and they, you know, encouraged me to, you know, do the safe thing and get a job and keep a job and all that. And so this time around, I haven't really shared um, with anybody other than now publicly on your broadcast. Right. Because, you know, like you said, you can't take everybody with you because and the reason is not that they're not going to support you, but not everyone has the vision God has given you dream. And you wonder why you're not being successful. And it's because someone is bad mouthing your dream. Mm. And so there's times there's an incubation period where you go internal you do what you need to do and you only keep very few close tight people who are holding up your arms who are Aaron's and her while you're in that incubation period people that you know are tr- that you can trust and who are praying for you who are supporting you and you tell them and then once you glow up and blow up then you can tell the world but while you're trying to figure things out you keep that thing small and you keep it tight and so you know, speaking of which, I am launching. <laughs> yes. uh, I am launching my business on August fifth um, at our first annual um, Hope and Healing Conference in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island, at the Crown Plaza. Uh, it'll be from eight a.m. to one p.m. Um, the fee is thirty-five dollars. The warrior for your dream and your vision, and
0: someone who is going to not only hold you accountable but bring you into a place where you can take off every single mask. And a lot of us wear masks as leaders. And what makes her so unique, I think, in this process is that she understands both realms of the professional world and she also understands that spiritual side. And I think there's many believers that are business owners, that are um, practitioners, that are in, in, in every industry. Can you share a little bit about like what what is it that you want people to experience when they attend your workshop or event?
1: So what I hope people will get from it is I'm trying to marry the practical with the spiritual, right? So a lot of times we go to church and we are believing God for healing. And, you know, listen, I'm not making light of that, but if you're believing God for healing, you cannot have prime rib every day. You know what I mean? Like you've got to do practical things you've got to exercise, you've got to eat right, you've got to have balance in your life, you've got to get enough sleep, you have to address the stress in your life, you know, that maybe is impacting your insulin levels and your sugar levels, you know, like there are practical things that we need to do. But sometimes we're so spiritually minded, we're no of no earthly good, because we're wanting God to do a miracle, but we're not doing what we need to do practically so like just like you go get your annuals every year you get your teeth cleaned every six months i mean they're just practical things that you have to do that you have to stay healthy as we age you know i'm middle aged now so i have to stretch in the morning otherwise everything is like freaking <laughs> and freaking, you know like so <laughs> no these are great reminders because i think that you know
0: i always say to people even when i'm doing an event like it's not numbers it's hearts because to me I don't, you know, it's going to whoever shows up on this beautiful day. And guys, I do plan on being there. So if you decide to come, make sure you give me a hello and send a hello to Miss Swan Caprice as well. But just know that this can be maybe for you, you know, you need a wake up call, you need that moment. And this might be the event that you decide to attend. So I just want to say my goodness, Swan, it is Such a pleasure to see you launch this amazing business and this amazing event that I do plan on attending. I can't wait. And I can't wait to have my notebook, my pen, everything I need to just sit down and learn and just be able to be in this wonderful atmosphere of both healing, nurturing and growth. So I want to say thank you and best of luck on this beautiful launch and thank you for being on the Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast. This message is brought to you by Turning On The Lights Global Institute where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Connect with us at tolgspark.com.